This is a podcast for In Out Haptic for Sunday, March 27th, 2022. This is the first podcast for this project, which will provide field notes as the project progresses. In the future, there will occasionally be interviews with others. These first five months have been extremely rocky and have required much research, which is to be expected. It's how I work, being trained in the arts, where art is defined as a process of research based on science, engineering, and what I call imaging. Imaging relies on uniquely human skills and brain functions which all humans have, but few are able to cultivate. In part, this is because the skills often emerge after a disjuncture in life, a trauma, an injury, or an interaction which is highly unusual. In my experience with groups of practicing artists, Only about 2% practice this form of imaging. Imaging only involves listening with all your senses and noticing your body's response. At a certain point in this process, images will emerge which provide clues to what is going on around you, but which is not formulated in words. At first, small pieces of a larger understanding emerge. But you will notice, if authentic, you become extremely curious about the clue. And then other images will come rapid fire. Things will feed into your awareness, giving you more clues. And eventually, a large enough understanding will have emerged where you know what steps to take next. This same process happens with some scientists. It happened with Andrew Wiles when he was solving Fermat's last theorem. He sat for months contemplating and only received clues until the whole appeared. He could not collaborate with his colleagues as their input would have interrupted his process and they would not have believed in what he was beginning to understand. When it was far enough along, when he had enough clues, he could engage with others very selectively, but only the most trusted colleagues. That's where I am now. I am beginning to choose who to trust and who I share what I now understand. In the beginning of my process, I had to define the perimeter of my project and define where I found myself. Who were those engaged in the circles of people who funded this project? What were they building, thinking, and what was their understanding of the world? Where was the ship headed that made up this blockchain entity named Cardano? How could I complete my project being attached to this entity. 
Were we aligned? What were the pitfalls and the advantages? Where were they headed technologically? Would my production fit within their timelines so I could keep my word and complete on time? Who were the people I could trust? Who were the people presenting obstacles and why? How does our blockchain work? What are its good and bad features? Who were contributing to this infrastructure? Who are eroding the infrastructure through their actions? I completed this process about a month ago, around mid-February. The next step was to re-examine the pieces of the project itself, confirm I was aligned with the goal, restate the goal, and define the technological solutions needed to complete a structure that is, that is aligned with that goal. This process has now been completed. It completed in mid-March. Next, define who I can trust. Those adept at computer programming in the areas needed. Those adept at building objects which will be embedded in a technological system and have unique physical characteristics. Those who are adept at imaging, as I described it. Those who embody a deep knowledge of technological innovation. And in all of these partners, all had to have the capacity to listen with a deep curiosity. I had to define the location and tribe of the non-Western indigenous group who are not influenced by Western technologies or culture and create a map for establishing a relationship with this group in order to invite them into a collaboration with us, those who are trusted. I had to define a first experiment in a way which is respectful and does not make any assumptions about our interaction or collaboration. These pieces have now been accomplished in part. Some obstacles are being encountered and generated. In part, this is because of fear, misunderstanding, or conflicts of interest with those engaged in developing technologies. And it's not unusual when embarking on such an effort to encounter such obstacles. What's exciting is how the structure has now been defined. This was the hardest part. And I want to provide a small glimpse. What is also exciting is how the purpose of the collaboration has been refined. I also want to touch on this. The project began with the idea of a non-screen-based interface which would allow non-Western Indigenous people an opportunity to create their own first touch while encountering a well-defined Western digital society. It is a digital society which is expanding how it defines identity and reputation, how it allows or denies the allocation of goods, services, food, health care, and the importance or unimportance of human life. It is rapidly being deployed and programmed through the structures built from the perspective of Western military deployments 
and infrastructure of computing. This includes the military's definition of who a programmer is, their gender, their age, etc. Our digital tools can only expand in ways which are aligned with what we understand is true, from our capacity to understand their past. And this understanding is based on who builds them and how they were taught to build, the philosophies which informed them, the culture they emerged from, the parameters of understanding they demand in order to work within their framework. When I refer to the military's involvement, I mostly am referring to their cultural influence on our technologies because it is their funding that creates most of that which is now built. We build what we understand. And as we build on tools generated from a specific context and culture, our future tools reflect this understanding. And we are embedding ourselves further and further within this context. We are trusting it to make more of our decisions. There are still on this earth people who have never engaged in our Western culture or our digital tools or programming languages which emerged from this context and culture. I refer to such people as frontier groups. For now, I have identified a tribe or tribes who we might engage with, but in the future, it might also be other populations. Western programmers and designers of our computing systems, which again are rapidly expanding across the globe, offer refer to this as an onboarding problem. The uninitiated merely need to be educated to adopt our systems, they say. But actually, the opposite is true. We are building closed systems with our tools and will continue to do so until we encapsulate ourselves, unless we have the capacity to listen to and engage with those who may have perspectives which do not include our own. The reason for this experimental collaboration is to listen and learn from their technologies. These are not digital technologies, but all human beings make technologies. These may be tools one holds to change the physical world, and they may include understanding other humans, communicating without abstract language or gesture, and they could include advanced uses of perception or imaging. The next step is to ask them if they would be willing to meet halfway between our technological understanding and their own. We need to meet in a space where we do not tell them about our understanding, but experience it with them, without words or gesture. How can this happen? And what is the most simple way to accomplish it? This experiment will use two steps after trust is first established 
with the Frontier Group and the offer is accepted. Step 1. The group engages with familiar materials from Earth around them and creates the form of an object interface as defined in the initial proposal. It is created in a form which fits within their ancestral heritage. Once created, it becomes the first touch into a relation with our current programmed digital technologies. The object has no active components as described. This is to limit the perceived technological intensity of the structure by these groups and to allow them to hold the object in their space without tracking or electronic engagement, which again, they can perceive. It is an object offered in trust. Step two, the group steps into a photorealistic, fully immersive VR space that is not public and only includes representatives from our team who are carefully chosen. The stepping in requires all collaborators to use a VR headset. Such an environment is only possible with the use of a VR space generated through neural radiance fields. The parameters of this research has now been completed as of March 25th, 2022. So the two steps are touch the object and then place a head adornment, the headset, on your head, which changes your reality immediately. You are brought into a new world, a synthetic world, which we Westerners now occupy with increasing encapsulation and which we increasingly accept as our world, our synthetic world, with our digital twin. But this is their first meeting of such structures. So we, as a Western team, invite the Frontier Group into our world, built with our tools, which they will be able to fully sense as they are more skilled in these perceptions than Westerners who build the technology. They can perceive the history and experience and intention of us as Westerners in our virtual space. They can perceive what the space is built from, the mathematical structures, the machine language, the AI language, and our specific group in this space can perceive their technologies, that which they understand. Over the course of multiple meetings in this synthetic space, as it becomes more comfortable, we learn from each other and we reconsider our mathematics, our machine language, our AI systems, our immutable blockchain, and our currency systems with them. And they reconsider their own technologies through these experiences. And hopefully together we change 
because of these experiments. How? It is unknown, but at least it is an opportunity to learn something new about our own methods before we choose to fully encapsulate ourselves. And I wanted to add one other piece to this, which I forgot to mention, and that is that the creation of the virtual environment that's based upon neural radiance fields, the, that the um, building of that is similar to the building of a game engine and being able to create such a, a rendering engine on a layer two of blockchain. And this process, this mechanism can be used by game, I want to say engine, but I don't really want to use that word, but um, can be used by game uh, designers and builders on the Cardano blockchain, which I hope will also contribute for others on Cardano because it is a community that likes to make con- contributions for others within the group. So I'm hoping that the research that I've done and worked on and the building that ensues from it will also be something that is useful on a practical level for people with different types of projects, in particular gaming projects. So that's all I've got for tonight. Have a good night.